All right, going in, finishing up the Sermon on the Mount now in Matthew 7. To make sure and take a couple minutes and say a quick prayer. All right, um, this is one of my favorite chapters because this is one of the the most taken out of context chapters <laughs> in the entire Bible. It's what everybody wants to quote. Yeah, people that don't read their people Bible that don't read their Bible this know this one, and they throw this one out there uh, incorrectly, so like every time. I'll uh, I'll go ahead and read till six before I stop. So I'll start at one and read till six until I actually stop. And again, this one is in uh, ESV. I'm sure ever well everybody that listens to this is. So I forgot we were reading in ESV. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, oh, I'm sitting you are. Com- I didn't even pay attention to that you had your NLT Bible right in front of you. I was all ready to go, and that's not. Wow, happen. how I remembered something Heidi didn't. This is impressive. Um, okay. Judge not. <laughs> Don't judge me. Okay, I'm. I'm ready. All right, we are in Matthew seven, and the ESV we do in Matthew. And the NLT we do on the shorter studies during the week, Heidi. Yep. Good note. Judge not that you be not judged. For with the judgment you pronounce will be judged, and with the measure you use it, it will be measured to you. Why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye, when there is a log in your own eye? You hypocrite. First take the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. Do not give to the dogs what is holy, and do not throw your pearls before pigs, lest they trample them underfoot and turn to attack you. Well, Jesus said a lot of stuff right there. But um, first, we'll go over the, the judge not taken out of context versus let's talk about those basically just to start off what Jesus is saying here is he's not pronoun- or he's not forbidding judging he is forbidding you pronouncing another person guilty before God saying that you you can you can you can pronounce what somebody would perceive as judgment on somebody mm-hmm. without pronouncing them guilty. Sure. You're just calling them out as being wrong is is what you're doing. And but that does not make you the ultimate judge of the matter nor should you ever be forward about it, but if another believer is in sin, we are definitely told to judge and that's when you go down to to verse 5. He's saying, he never says, don't ever judge. But he says that you have to take the log out of your own eye first to be able to see the speck in your brother's eye. So he's saying, first, you got to clear out everything that's in here, in your own heart, here, and think about this issue and, and make sure that you're not caught in some kind of 
sin yourself, whether it could be the same sin that you're trying to call out in somebody else, or if you're doing something else, because like as the scriptures say, I mean, if you're an adulterer and a murderer, you're still a sinner. It doesn't, you know, but if you're doing one and not doing the other, it doesn't matter. You're still the same. You're still breaking the law. You're still breaking the law. So, you, uh, you definitely have to, to take a, a self-analysis before you, you, you do this. However, go ahead. No, I, I was just thinking because of that, because it is important that we do, and everybody hates when you say it this way, but judging one another within the body of Christ is an important role that we are called to do. We and, are called to yes, hold one another Yes, because Paul says specifically mm-hmm. that we are supposed to judge those inside of the church. What what business do we have judging outsiders? The world. Okay? The world's going to unfold how the world's going to unfold, no matter how hard you try to change it, move it. God has a plan, and it's a snowball, and it's going down. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I guess a snowball effect. It's still a snowball effect, yeah, that's right. But that really um, is so important that we are to hold one another within the body of Christ right. accountable and to look at these things. Right. But if I'm sitting here calling you out on all your stuff and not assessing myself first, that's where we're. Yeah, it's wrong. just that you know the outsider. We so we don't we don't judge from that way again. Yes, but if we have another believer not not living the life, not acting. A way we don't, you know, we don't walk around with our, our checkbooks either. Yeah, These and have you don't to get be... to pronounce my judgment. No, know? absolutely not. No, I mean. But I would expect you as my fellow brother or sister in Christ that if you see something in my life, because again, we're all eyes on Christ so that we can stand before him blameless, right? So if you see me living in a way that is contrary to what the word calls for us to live, I would hope that you as my brother or sister in Christ would come to me and be like, hey, what's going on here? What's this? Maybe I do need to be convicted. Maybe I do need to turn from that because it is something that I do need to rid out of my life. Maybe I just came across the wrong way and and then we can clear the air there, whatever the case may be. But I would hope that we would be holding one another accountable to these things. But instead, our culture has taught us that, well, no one can judge us. Only God can judge us. You don't need to listen to anybody else. Yeah, it's like, oh, they're not perfect either. Yeah, if you're if but again, if you're this has to be if you're a member of the church, because it's it's within the church. So even somebody outside of the church that's like, only God can judge me. Uh, okay, whatever. That's not how it works, but you're of the world if you think that and you're living that way. Well, so whatever. The people who but usually want to say people that, that are the ones us... that don't realize that one day God will judge them. Right, exactly. <laughs> but I, I mean, more so, um, we just we we are too careful to criticize our own. Yeah. And we can't be. Yeah. I mean, we like I said, we can't walk around with a check. You know. Yeah, and I'm not. You know, your where final we're like, you know, yeah, no, absolutely not. But when there is serious problems in the church in or people in the church you have a duty to call those out and to and to set the example of, well, of changing how, those look how afraid we are to call anyone out for fear of you know 
coming off judgmental or anything like that. And then you look at some of these major problems within the church specifically. Yeah. And it's like, this is what happens when nobody will call anyone out. Mm -hmm. Look at the false teaching that's running rampant. Look at the hypocrisy. Look at oh, the, yeah, I mean, you can yeah, go this on and exactly. on with this list. The church is mainly in a state of apostasy. You know, you look through all of this and it's like, yeah, because nobody was calling these things out when they were little issues. Now everything's these like huge widespread issues. And it's like, well, good luck now. I mean, mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know what you're going to do. Yeah. Um, and then in the end there, do not give to the dogs what is holy and do not throw your pearls before pigs. Least they trample them underfoot and attack you. Um, obviously the, uh, don't waste your time. Don't throw what you have that's good in front of unholy people. You know, don't don't turn it into it's it's not worth it. This goes along with I'm not worried about judging the world or outside. We're worried about judging, making sure that we're all yeah. kept uniform. Yeah. So that kind of fits in. Don't waste your time. So one thing I wanted to uh, bring up in it though, going forward, going into verse seven. And on is it's really neat because you know when Jesus would have been giving this that he would have known that Israel was going to reject the kingdom. Yeah. And he would have you know he he would have ultimately known all of this. Um. But he's still giving this sermon for like for our even though the kingdom was offered to Israel first. first. He's giving this almost to Christians as a lifestyle and as a as a promise, right? I mean, he, he's putting promises in here along with giving you guidelines uh, of how to live and what to do. So going into seven, that's why I like he, he's... It's really cool because all of this means a lot of, for us today. Now, this is mm -hmm. this is Jesus offering these things to you now while we have this period um, of time while we're awaiting His return. So while we're just waiting His return, these promises. So we'll just jump into seven. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. And the one who seeks finds, and to the one who knocks it will be opened. Or which one of you, if his son asks him for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent? If you then, who are evil, being in the flesh, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give you good, give good things to those who ask him? So he, uh, these are these prom. Uh, we we can't expect to have everything at once, but we know that our father will make good on his promises. He's like he he's liking this to our human relationships, right? So if our kids came up and and asked us for a hug, we wouldn't slap them in the face. Sure. And he's like, if you know, if if you even being evil in the flesh can do nice things for each other imagine what i can do for you um and and, and if you trust me and it, it won't don't ever expect it to be in the way of material things or anything like that but the blessings that and it may even be 
blessings in a really difficult time, but it may be leading you towards a better time that you wouldn't be able to handle if it wasn't for going through this time. I know well, personally I've been there. Well, and it's the same way, too, of if likening it to our human relationships. If our five-year-old asks for a bottle of chocolate syrup for dinner, I am going to tell her absolutely right. not because that will make you sick. That is right. not good for you. Me and my wisdom versus you and your five-year-old wisdom sees why it's wrong to have a bottle of chocolate syrup for dinner with a side of sprinkles, right? Like you're going right. to be sick, you're going to be right. sponge, sugar is bad for you, you know, all these right. other things. So, yes, if there is something that you need, ask God for it. Ask him. But if you're like, hey, guess what? Once a week or later this week, if you're, you, I will. If you do this, I will get you chocolate with sprinkles. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. And but I'm that's what I'm saying is is the answer is never no, and, and that's what the answer is always yes. Mm -hmm. It's just may not be yes in the way that you want it, or it may not sure. be. Okay, gotcha. It may not be right then or right there. Um, well, it may be over a longer period of time. It may not. That That's where I was going. Well, yeah. I mean, we don't take this as, ooh, I want a Lamborghini. Give me a Lamborghini. Okay, God's not going to no, give me a Lamborghini. No, <laughs> not absolutely not. No, absolutely not. No, we're talking, it goes back to how we pray and what we pray for mm -hmm. and where our hearts are and what we're asking for. You're right? mm -hmm. Are we asking for these material things? Are we asking, what are we really asking for? Are we asking for, for help and you know, in faith and and provision and and different things like that? Yes. We know more than anybody. Oh, he most certainly. That provides. he most certainly says, okay, sure. It may not, like I said, it may not be when you want it, or how you <clears> think, or you when you it. think mm -hmm. that you need it. But it always works out, and it always shows up. So, or it may be in, you know, I, I, that's up to him. But it all depends on where your heart is. That's why I love that Elizabeth Elliot quote that I think I have on everything. But, uh, you know, God has promised to give us what we need for today, right? He's promised to give us our daily bread. So if I don't have it today... It's because I don't need it today. Mm -hmm. So if I trust that God truly does know what I need and he knows what's best for me and he can see the, the, the whole picture even if I can't, if I don't have it today, it's because I don't need it today and I have to be okay with right. that. Because God isn't going to leave me in the dirt. No. He never will. So if I don't have it, I don't need it. And that's my perception that needs to change. I can't see the whole picture, but he can. And he loves me and he has my inter best interest at heart. So if I don't have it, I don't need it. It's not the end of the world. Move on. And we, that's very hard to accept in a lot of situations. Oh, it's horrible. <laughs> it's like the I, worst thing. I understand is. that there's many believers out there that are homeless and they are hard to believe that they've asked for mm -hmm. things that it's hard for them to believe that they don't need something now and i'm saying and it's hard that to say that to us right we've been homeless right we've been right. in that situation right and we didn't have the spiritual growth 
then we had right. some but not where we're at now and so i wish i could have said to myself then because now looking back at it we totally made it through oh yeah we did it yeah and we're stronger yeah. for it so hindsight being 2020 i can look back and say you don't have it today it's because you mm-hmm. don't need it today it's mm-hmm. okay it's you know mm-hmm. and it, all of that um you know you yeah you just <clears throat> so i guess my before we go any further my advice in that is just remember that when you open your eyes the next day mm-hmm. it's the next day yep and you've made it a day further you swore last week that you didn't even think you would get here yep. you're like how am i going to make it here mm-hmm. what am i going to do well last week you made it here or i mean they, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you made it here after last week last week you were thinking this was it this was it so you're here. Well, and that's what you and you're breathing so often. Right. Last January, at the time that Olivia was being born, we were so stressed and so nervous, mm-hmm. and I was like, "There's no way we don't have the funds. There's no way we are going to continue to have a home to live in." Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did the go next through. Next couple yeah. months is over, mm-hmm. and here we are a year later. Going, and still, we've done that throughout done that the whole times, but... our whole relationship, I think, but. That's, that's very important to remember and remind yourself, right? You go to bed in tears. Sometimes you don't go to bed at all. Sometimes you're sitting up and, and hurting so bad you can't go to bed. Yeah. But when the sun comes up the next day, it's the next day. Guess what? I mean, and it's, it's you made it. So it's as long as you have that, that, that faith and he promises you going forward, even here, uh, as we go further into this, that it's not going to be easy. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a difficult road. So I'll start off in 12, just because that's perfect starting. So whatever you wish that others would do to you, do also to them, for this is the law of the prophets. Enter by the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the way is easy that leads to destruction. And those who enter it, who enter by it, are many. For the gate is narrow, and the way is hard that leads to life, and those who find it are few. It isn't easy. Mm-hmm. Those who find it are few. The people that have it easy in this life, the people that have it where they don't have those worries, or you perceive that they don't have those worries, or those don't ever envy that here on earth. Don't it's ever. Hard. It's, it's hard, hard not, not to. to. I know it is. I I really do. And I know that I I'm haven't even been in half of the situations that I know a lot of people have. But we have to encourage you. You, you have to. You have to. And you have to to just in, yeah encourage yourself with that. Mm-hmm. And try to and and try to learn how to, in the midst of the muck, just to praise His name. Be and just tell Him thank you for these for this, because you know that if you're going through something, then it's He He's strengthening you for something, even when it sucks. And again, this (laughs) is why we have to have a solid and correct understanding of what Christ's second coming is right the millennial reign right. is 
the the new heavens and the new earth are like we we have right, to have because, a better understanding of that because when you do that is because he's giving oh, this giant so into in this in this whole sermon as we we said in the in the beginning ones that he's giving this kind of umbrella view of the the whole story you yeah. know of the kingdom from from where we are where he is now to where we you know mm-hmm. to till the end and, and the promises of it so he's given that kind of so you're right that that true understanding of what he's saying here is is very very important too understanding that looking forward to that kingdom looking forward to that maybe it maybe today maybe yeah. that is going you know may, maybe we will see him but maybe if, my maybe my worries my paperwork that has to go through won't matter because Jesus and that's just what we have to look to and we just have to keep doing that well, that's the only thing that can get you through really it can <laughs> I mean I've I've no I've gotten myself to sleep like that going I'm awake right now maybe I'll be awake to see maybe the, the next coming. time my eyes yeah maybe that, the last, I'll be like, looking at you yeah or like maybe you know I fell into sleep going okay if you weren't maybe in a minute here if I'm just kind of dozing off and then all of a sudden I'll see Jesus. You know, I'm like... Our kids say that too. Yeah, Our kids will say that in an excited way of, wouldn't that be cool if we wake up as we're just flying up to Jesus, you know, or different things like that. Like, I mean, that is an excited thing and you look at the apostles and all of their letters, they're constantly referring to the return of Christ, to being reunited with Christ, their eyes on Christ. And why are we so different why wouldn't it's a good time it's a good time as well uh, to beg him and to hasten the coming yes of give the him Lord. no rest and to give him no rest he is he does so beg him come on jesus yes so uh, going into verse 15 jesus echoes exactly what we have been talking about in our other Bible studies during the week. Yeah. With false teachers and prophets and that come from within. Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. You will recognize them by their fruits. Are grapes gathered from thorn bushes? Or figs from thistles? So if every healthy tree bears good fruit, but the diseased tree bears bad fruit, A healthy tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a diseased tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus you will recognize them by their fruits. So again, I mean, talking about what we've been talking about about in our daily studies. Your life, how you live your life, you will be able to tell these things. Mm -hmm. You will be able to tell these false teachers, the church. So this week, all of our daily Bible studies, this has kind of been, imagine that, you read through all the letters of the apostles, and it's kind of a reoccurring theme. Right, and it just re, you know, just kind of reflects everything that Jesus taught as well, exactly what they were intending to do. Yeah. Um, So it does, but, you know, he explains, watch out for it. This is where it comes from. They they don't look like wolves. Yeah. Yeah. They They look like innocent sheep. They look good. They sound good. Everything's right, but there's something there. But you can recognize them by their fruits. What are they producing? Mm -hmm. And since we're specifically talking about false prophets being false teachers, I'm not looking at their numbers that they say save souls on their websites. Oh, yeah. Okay, because that is just emptiness. Mm -hmm. Okay, 
these people are handing out Christ like candy to people in church that just they don't they're not teaching a true gospel and they're not teaching true repentance and they're not you know teaching these things they're teaching that you come you get excited you listen to the school music and you hear a little bit about this guy named Jesus and then more music and then that's it watered down gospel then it's yeah. you know it's watered down but then they have so many souls saved this week or you know you see this consistently but you have no content to it so that's not fruit that you don't recognize that then but then you see well what um, does this person's personal life look like are they quite literally living out the things that this book here is telling us we must literally do in our lives is that what they're doing with their family their resources their actions their right words? guys and this is where we do have to judge mm -hmm. this is where judgment comes in this is where we want to make sure that we don't have these things in our own lives before we're yep. worried about, hey, maybe I'm worried about my my pastor or my teacher or whoever it is. You know, maybe before, well, am I doing something wrong? Well, yeah, but as well, we, we need to, in confronting these false teachers or, or, or watching people for their fruit, we need to make sure that, like I said, our lives are cleaned out, but then... You're coming at it from a righteous angle, which most of us, I'm sure, that are listening to this are, that are that are looking at these things. Look at look at their true fruits, though. I mean, you you, you can tell, like you said, you can tell how they live their life. Anybody are can they... put together a website and a marketing plan to make their fruit look good. Sure. What is the real fruit? Look what is like? the root, the real, true spiritual fruit? You know, are these Look at guys like, uh, you know, Paul Washer, what he's done with, with heart cry, you know, with yeah. heart cry and, and different things like that. Look at, there, there's so many different ministries that have, that you can, oh, that sure, you can look yeah. at and you could go, man. That's amazing. That is amazing. Glory to God. So, yeah, exactly. But, but make sure you understand what that glory is. It's not mm -hmm. just a bunch of fancy lights, a smoke show. Yeah. It's. It's true fruit like mm -hmm. that, and, and, true and, and true gospel, and not emptiness. Yeah. Uh, not everyone. <laughs> See, this. Yeah. I don't. Jesus says it for me. Yeah. I didn't even intend to do this going into twenty-one here, but not everyone who says to me, "Lord, Lord," will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. On that day, many will say to me. Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do mighty works in your name? And then will I declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on a rock. And the rain fell and the floods came down and the winds blew and beat down on that house but it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat against the house. And it fell and great was the fall of it. And when Jesus finished saying these things, the crowd were astonished at his teaching. For he was teaching them as one who had authority and not as their scribes. And that closes out chapter 7 of the Sermon on the Mount. Because as we go into uh, chapter 8, 
he comes down the mountain. So, <laughs> so that that would be the end, and then them going, what did he? Do? What is what well, is he talking about? Again here, I don't really understand what he said. <laughs> but that's what is so phenomenal. Um, Francis Chan's teaching on this was, uh, gr- I think he did a fantastic job with this. Oh, I'm sorry. As well, too, though, at the very end of it, keep on Francis yeah, Chan, ahead. though. But um, uh, obviously, he taught these things, and you can see this in this whole sermon. And I, I think I, I don't remember which one I pointed it out. At least I hope I did. But he teaches very authoritative. Yes. Because he's talking about, I'm going to give you, I will, all these things. You're like, wait, what did you say? Yeah. What? So. He was not as the scribes who cited rabbis. Mm-hmm. He didn't. He cited his father. Yeah. So, go ahead with Francis well, Chan. Well, Francis Chan, I think, just did such a great job um, when I heard him talk on this. Because, again, what are we used to seeing in the church today, right? Mm-hmm. We come at it with something good that you want to hear to get you in the door, right? We don't want to stand up at the pulpit on Sunday and say things that nobody wants to hear that they're going to be, like, turned away from or turned off by, you know? And here you have, well, how did Jesus do it? So Jesus stands up and starts saying all these things that, number one, aren't what you want to hear, right? Starting with the Beatitudes. It's very, it's, I don't mean to interrupt you right here, but I feel that I have to, because just to mention that it's really a shame, especially recently. I know, you haven't been very that happy. That Francis with. Chan has gone completely backwards from that, because I remember the the, the mm-hmm. sermon that you're talking about, because I, I had, I have listened to that, and it is great. Yeah. Because um, he said, you know, and I'll let you finish it, but... I want to point out that, uh, unfortunately... Do you know I've meant to look that up? Because you've said that before when I brought up Francis Chan, and I've not looked up to see what you were talking about. Yeah, he's doing a bunch of stuff with Todd White now. That's crazy. And, I mean, I saw some stuff on there that I was mind-blown that... Yeah. I mean, he's he's all sorts of kingdom-building now with... And not really in a... Just in a for Francis Chan, kind of cut you up, guard. Yeah, yeah, it just really did. It really disappoints me, and I hope that I really hope that he get feels convicted of it because I know this whole um, this whole uh, we are the church thing that he's doing is was started off really good. Really good, yeah. And but I'm I think sure it is. I mean, I'm not saying I'm not uh, I'm not pronouncing judgment on yeah, him. Yeah, but... I'm just <clears throat> he's been. Definitely, you don't hang out with, um, with, I mean, Todd is, I don't, I hate to, but he's a false prophet, flat out. I mean, the laying of hands and the, pro, all that is, is, is the faith healing, like, mm-hmm. I mean, not that he's directly a faith healer, but that's essentially what he is. No, but just the the point being, though, that... So, anyway, I'm Jesus, sorry for that, but I uh, had to point that out, because if anybody listens to it, I just... And every, anybody thinks, like, Francis Chan, ooh. And I'm like, yeah, no, I, I agree with that. This is... We're talking about old-school Francis Chan before, like, when he first started, but go ahead. 
But when you look at, you know, how Jesus steps out here and he's telling you, he's not telling them the things they wanted to hear. He's not telling them the, the kingdom that they were looking for. He's telling you, you know, starting right. with the Beatitudes that, hey, all the really cruddy stuff that nobody wants, it's cool mm-hmm. because this will happen not now, but in the kingdom to come. You know, I right. mean, all of these things he's telling you here, um, they're not the things that get a lot of people. And then once he's done, he right. leaves. It, like, it, he goes right. down the mountain. And you're and, like, what? What just happened? And they could not, I mean, it would be like, well, well yeah, bless it for their, of course. Yeah, they could, there's, sure. Where is this kingdom? Yeah. They didn't really understand what exactly it was that he was doing with there, but thank God now we do, and we have this whole picture of what he was offering and, and what it is. Well, and again, the, the salvation. fact, seeing how Jesus preaches to the people here is how we within the church should be modeling the way that we go about it. He is talking on the just pure, raw truth of God. Right. He doesn't need any fancy show, any crazy thing to get his message out there. You know, there's no smoke and mirrors. There's no props and accessory. You know, there's none of that. Okay, so yeah, Brandon, we just paused it because Brandon pulled up and was showing me all the stuff with Francis Chan. Definitely a sad thing to see uh, some of this stuff just, again, because we're looking at scripture and what it so clearly says and then i mean we have to be aware and point these things and hold one another accountable so yeah it's definitely just, it's, someone... it's very just very important right now because we have to understand that it's not it's not gonna get good better it may not it, i mean it for you i mean things may continue christ will always be there for you and we have these promises and these things for this 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 coming kingdom that yes we do have and we definitely have the comfort of knowing that he will take care of you here like like we said before maybe not be in the way that you expect it or the way that you think it much like he preached this whole sermon right said that the kingdom was coming that's what his whole message is he says the kingdom is coming in ways that that you don't you don't quite understand yet it's you know you're gonna everything is here but it's going to be a little bit of a process, and that's the exact same process, right, that, that we're going through, that we all are going through now. And the reward, the and, good life that we're looking for is, is not one that right. we're going to have here on this earth. And there, it's definitely important to lift each other in, in prayer and definitely yes. important to praise God and, and definitely. But it's also uh, important to to be very, very upfront honest and raw because the the way the 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 path is not an easy path and that's something that jesus said that few find it mm-hmm. few find it which means that few of us that are going through this you know i i think of like the the navy seals right how many yeah. navies how many on those stupid shows you see yeah like you know there's like 10 of them or like what is it i we even have friends that have gone through this like class but anyway however big their classes are they're like 100 or whatever and like two make it yeah like that's what we're talking about here this yeah. is like this is like the seals this is like this you know the the same kind of spiritual training that you do is the same kind of make that kind of uh, connection with it 
it's not easy it's difficult people peter out all the time those are the people that weren't truly there in the first place right if you truly want to be want to be a seal you're gonna be a seal no matter what right if you have that alpha male personality and you want to do it and you're and well i guess i should say if god wills it <laughs> if god wills but it but the point but you're going but the yeah. point spirits right was you're gonna do it mm-hmm. no matter what nothing's gonna stop you mm-hmm. so the guy that rings the bell on the first day didn't want to be there to begin with yeah yeah i see your point so we just have to understand that this is what this is we're going through the mud we're going through the difficult things but we have promises we do have things for the here and now he never leaves you he 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 already gave us the greatest gift we have the holy spirit we have the seal we have the promise we have that um and we have a duty to to share that with other people, uh, but also being honest with it, much like Jesus is here, saying, hey, all this you see around you here, don't worry about all this. Yep. It's, it's a difficult, just get through it, but you're, you need to pay attention to this over here and look to this over here. Uh, so that was... It's a very important difference yeah. when you're dealing with with that. So that just really what what just really just kind of hurts my heart about seeing that with with Francis Chan because mm-hmm. he started off and, and I still believe his heart is good, but he's he's just kind of petered off into his own little whatever this weird is. <laughs> thing that is is is. He's, I mean, he, like you, you start hanging out with a known heretic. Yeah. You're gonna start smelling like a known heretic. Well, what did we just read in uh, Jude, right? Right. Isn't it in Jude where he says even associating and and giving an okay, you know? Well, to the even Francis's sermon, and I don't want to turn this into him, but even his his sermons have have changed. Mm. He's he's lost a lot of that. Um, I don't know. I think I've seen it. I don't know. So I I, I, don't, I won't go too far on it. And we'll just we'll just all pray for him. Yeah, if definitely. if you know who he is, if you don't know who yeah. he is, still pray for him. But I think we'll go ahead and just stop there, uh, since and we'll get you know since that's the end of the the Sermon on the Mount is a good place to start. Yeah. Next Sunday we'll be so back will, in be chapter shorter. eight. Yeah, a little bit shorter today. Um, down in the description we have the link for our um, home church and our home church YouTube channel. So at three o'clock Eastern um, Sunday afternoon we'll be on there and do a live. You guys want to come hang out, just some time of fellowship and discussion together with one another over these things, and then we start this past Monday but every day Monday through Saturday we have a 30 minute ish (laughs) daily Bible study based off of the Bible studies (laughs) that we do with our children as a family every morning so we're sharing all of those that we would love to have you and your family your husband you know everybody come and join a Bible study with us there so but it's super awesome that everybody has um People have really liked them so far. It's yeah, pretty cool. Yeah. Um, the kids That's chose um, to go through all of the letters of 
the New Testament. We're going through them backwards, though. <laughs> yeah. But but it's been very it's been really fun. It's been very enjoyable. So we're super excited to have you guys all come join us for that. Come join us for the live at three o'clock Eastern time and uh, say hey, and we can talk about these things. But hopefully, there's something that we can do here that is serving you and your family. Um, if there's anything specific that you can think of that you need, please let us know. Um, you can go see all of our contact info at APHomeChurch.com. And if there's anything at all that we can lift up in prayer for you, please message it to us and let us know. Yes, please do. All right, it makes guys. me feel better. Yeah, we love <laughs> getting your prayer requests. We love praying for you guys. Our family is all incredibly invested in all of it. So thanks for hanging out with us, and we'll see you guys later. Thank you.